You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, big shout out to all local and community theaters from across the state of Iowa, which is where we broadcast from. Um, this last Sunday night was the Chorus Awards, and for those of you that remember Young Frankenstein and other uh, great, uh, great Broadway shows and uh, motion pictures, Chloris Leachman was one of the stars of Young Frankenstein. She played Frau Blucher. Well, she went to my high school. She performed first on the stage here in Des Moines at the uh, Des Moines Community Playhouse. As a matter of fact, my father-in-law shared a first kiss with her on stage. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, now Cloris is now, gosh, no, she's got to be close to 90. Um, but it's pretty uh, old, Scott. Right, So, but my son was, was performing on stage, right? So he's performing on stage at the Cloris Awards, and the only time that they had issues with a sound system, his microphone goes out halfway through the song. He's singing on stage in front of a sold-out show at White Sherman Place. And as he, his mic goes out, a bat flies out from behind the big screen, and uh, it's like a flyover. It's Holy like, cow. I know. How scary. And the women are going, ew, Oh, ew. man. People get freaked out about bats. I've only killed four I this year. I think they're cool. No, no I've <laughs> they killed, ate a lot of bugs. I've, I love them. I, loved, I love them, too. I just don't want them in my house. Correct. The, the other night, I had one fly in, right? In your house? Yeah. And I, I, I hit him with a, uh, what do you call those, flip-flops? I took the flip-flop off. It came at me, hit it. I only took one swing and knocked it out the park. And uh, it was in the dining room, actually. But, uh, yeah, so take care of those that take care of you. And if your mic goes out, don't give up. You're a real Babe Ruth when it comes to bat swatting. I am a mother. And I am, we are glad to know you. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, joining us on the program. A big wave to those in the hospital behind us, much like the Hawkeyes. Let's go to Colton Haker. <laughs> Joining us, Colton. How are you? Yo, are you? Do you do you have bad issues where you live? Bad issues. Yeah, like bats are flying around, uh, entering your house or your motorhome, or what do you live in? Do you, you back seat of a car? What, trailer. Trailer. Me. Yeah. Nothing? Yeah. Where? I got. I got, I got a house. You have Sweet. a house. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't have any bats or any problems like that. No, well, no, we do. Not a problem with my dogs getting on my property and running far, far away, <laughs> and then trying to like avoid highways and freeways and coyotes and oh boy. Guns and, what yeah. state? What state do you live in, Colton? I live in California. And what state does Cody Webbin uh, live in? Uh, California. Okay. Mm. Do you guys see each other quite often? No, not anymore. We grew up like close to each other. Uh, like 30 minutes from one another. What happened? Then, uh, How did the friendship end? <laughs> Are we getting straight to the point, huh? Yeah, let's get right to it. Uh, there's no end of real friendship. It's just uh, competitive, that's all. Just, the, just that you're you're competitive and you're like Bob Hanna. you got to hate your competition. Is that it? I think, um, you know, we just want to win. That's all there is to it. Were you a, more than that. Were you a competitor of Bob Hanna's, Tony? <laughs> What? What? I mean, why does Bob Hanna hate you? 
because he's we never did figure that out. We never figured that out, man. And he's sour about his. <laughs> he doesn't anyway. Uh, Hecker, you're uh, you finished second overall this at the race in uh, uh, Arizona Prescott Valley Event Center. Sound like it was an awesome battle between you and Cody. Talk about it for us, will you? Yeah, it was cool. The track um, when we first looked at it was pretty easy, and then they ended up putting like four feet of water in the in the pond. So then the clay dirt was really slippery. It was like an ice rink. Um, man, it was it was gnarly just because lappers were in, insane. Um, it was intense. There'd be coming to sections, the rock pile and stuff. It'd be three, four dudes down, and we'd be navigating kind of through them and. Um, that, you mean I, using them for traction, don't you? Isn't that what you're really saying? Try, try not to run anybody over, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy because at one point I think he had like a 12 second lead on me because I hit flappers um, like a couple laps in a row in bad spots, and then he did the same the next couple laps. So then I closed back in. Um, he ended up having a crash at the end of that, and then I got in the lead, led the next couple laps until I ended up having problems with flappers. And, a, and then I had a crash, and then that was that was kind of it. That's the thing that's so cool about endurocross is that you just cannot predict anything until the very last couple corners. And then you're like, okay, it looks like he's got it. But man, you guys go back and forth so many times, and when you're on that level, I imagine you have a lot of lappers. So, so in, in terms of lappers, um, do you scream at them? Do you? Because I certainly do when I'm or dude I have a hard time saying anything when i race <laughs> breathing hard what no no i just like <laughs> i'm just so i'm just so concentrated on what i need to do that i just i know you know stuff happens but i just don't i just don't let it affect the try not to let it affect me if, if someone lands on me or whatever or is, is laying on me or we crash each other I, I have a hard time saying a word i'm just trying to get my bike out of there and get going and do what i need to do i don't i don't try to waste any energy on 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 anything else going on yeah, I, I uh, raced a, a motocross on Saturday this this past weekend and and uh, had a huge – well, I was in second, but I was way ahead of the third-place guy. And then we started getting into – we did 20-minute plus two-lap motos – or plus one-lap motos, and uh, which is a long time for an old fat guy like me, right? Um, this is when you're racing Bob Hanna? But- no, Bob Hanna is <laughs> – <laughs> Nice callback. Bob yeah, Hanna baby. is not my friend. Get Bob on the phone, would you please? No, uh, don't Jack? call Bob. I, don't, don't, I don't. swore I wouldn't even be on the show with him ever again. You said that last time and you – I've said it. that last two times you called the guy. But you I don't want to talk to Hanna. did the show. That's my point. You know what? I don't care what he's accomplished on a motorcycle. I don't want to talk to Hanna. He was mean to me when I was a little kid. You were a little boy. Exactly. We've gotten past that. You were what two, two and a half, three? Haker, he's your hero. He was my. I had posters too. I had posters too. When I was he's not kid. my hero. I went. I tell you a story. Let me tell you a story, Colton. Legacy, Legacy, the movie. You guys ever watched that? Never heard of it. No. Oh man, that was like Rick Johnson, Bailey, O'Mara, everyone, Coster, like the stories. All the stories, oh man! It's DeCoster's birthday today, by the way. It is right. I actually called him for his birthday today. Uh, hello, Scott. Maradio de Costera. It's a terrible. It's a silly. It's a silly show. Let's face it. Today yeah, is going to be a silly yeah, show. Call Redmond right now. Should I, should I buzz him in? Sure, Jack. Uh, Jack uh, go ahead and get Roger up on the show. <laughs> yeah, buzz him in. Do it. Uh, I'm just kidding. I can't. I don't know oh. how to do that. Oh. 
They call them smartphones for a reason. I struggle with them too. <laughs> Your series, hey, talk about EnduroCross series. How is that? I mean, that, that thing just kicked off. This was round one. Um, how is the series? How is the crowd? Is it? I mean, is it is is it still succeeding? I hope because it's such a rad event to go watch and, yeah, and so, check out. Well, the last couple of years is like changed ownership and just kind of looked like things weren't really headed in the right direction or whatever. And then this first round was like a shot in the arm. The crowd was super into it, sold out. They oversold. There's people sitting on the it's awesome. on the uh, stairs. And, uh, man, they're so into it, so loud. And uh, whoever, you know, took it over now, whoever's running it, as far as did a good job marketing, promoting it, and getting out there. I didn't see one billboard or one flyer or anything while I was there in Prescott. But when it came to, you know, filling the stands, it delivered. Um, and then the show delivered this time, you know, like the racing, I mean, thank God they put four feet of water in the pond because <laughs> it, it was an easy course. And if it wasn't like that, we would have ridden around just, I don't know, no mistakes and stuff like that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's not really what Enduro Cross is about. You know, Enduro Cross is kind of like, it makes the, the best guys sometimes look foolish. Did right? you do the TKO? Yeah, I did TKO. How'd it go? It was good. It was a really well-managed event, man. It was a good crowd there as well. Uh, I finished fifth. Um, the qualifying round and stuff I did well in, I won one of those. And um, But that was that was another really good event. Like, tons of people there, really well-managed, um, knew, knew exactly what was coming up next, where I needed to be, and for extreme events, sometimes it's kind of difficult. You know, I qualified first at Erzberg this year. I won the prologue. Um, and Congrats. You, yeah, first American to win that, which is cool. Very cool. Yep. And and so you think you get first gay pick, and they kind of they tell you what time to be at the bottom of the mine, you know, and be like, okay, be here at, at 12 o'clock, and, you know, you get first gay pick. Well, they don't tell you anything. They don't say what time, I don't know what time to be there, what time it starts. I mean, I'm on the factory, one of the most premier teams racing, right? They, they should know. No one no one knows. So I show up, and there's already 150 people down there lined up. <laughs> I was like, so much for gate pick. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Then, luckily, I still got a nice gate pick, but it's crazy. Like, how how you can go and win, you know, risk, risk a lot, right? Because the guy that goes fastest up the iron road up to all the way to the top of the mountain wins. So, I mean, your average miles per hour on a gravel road is, I don't know, 75, 70, somewhere around there. It's wide open. Um, so, yeah, you take a lot of risk to do that. And then in the end, they don't even hold the gate for you. Yeah. What did you ride over there? Uh, the TE300. Mm-hmm. I, TPI. Is that thing insane or what? Really good. Um, they make improvements on it all the time. They are making improvements on the ECU for production consumers, um, production bikes for the consumer, and they're they're making strides on the ECUs. I mean, nearly nearly daily. We have you end up having six of six or seven of the some of the best off road riders in the world on them and riding them every day and testing on them, riding them like Romaniacs and Erzberg and all these other events. Right. And so you quickly they quickly evolve, yeah. right? And so, um, I would say the first ones that came out or whatever, they're a little bit 
you know, the ECUs aren't updated. And, but the current ones, I'm sure, are really good. And that's easily done at a dealer. We've got the, the orange version of that, the 250s and the 350s. And, yeah, I, the guys who've gotten them so far are loving them. Think about, think about like, the four strokes when they went to fuel injection. Everyone was still kind of, in the beginning, was like, man, I don't know, the carburetor's still better, blah, blah, blah. But then you give it, you know, a couple years. Sure. Development, timing, and then. As long as it starts when it's hot, you're winning. Oh. Yeah. Never go back to the carburetor. Huge. Although you you take yourself when you have electrical problems on a four-stroke, and you're just like, what do I do now? Exactly. Are you excited that uh, they're remaking the hit motion picture Scarface? They are? Oh, I heard. Were you guys talking about that? Not yet, but we're going to get into it. But we how are? About, how about this? Al Pacino, not in. Denzel Washington, in. What? Yeah. And several of my friends who have been hanging on to that stardom that they got from that movie that still live in Miami and they still show up at my parties... Are they in the movie? Seriously, they're going to be in the new movie, and I'm thinking, That's awesome. oh, so there's a fresh breath for them after 30 years. I'm excited. I, I, how do you go wrong with Denzel, for God's sake? Uh, I don't know. Colton, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Yeah, thanks, guys. Do you want, if you want, do you want to walk on roll? You guys want to talk about mechanics before, before I get off? Well, sure. Uh, tell us about your mechanic. Jack, uh, cut the music. We have some important breaking news about Colton's mechanic. All right, so my mechanic, his name is Josh Decker. He, uh, him and I are best friends since high school. Right. We literally traveled around the country from pretty much 19 years old uh, in my sprinter van to all the races until we finally got onto a factory team. And uh, now we're, we're traveling the world, uh, racing for Husky Bar and Rockstar Energy. And so it's kind of a cool story because uh, we're buddies since, like, 15 years old freshman in high school but uh he takes care of my bikes does a good job i'm sure he wouldn't mind talking to you guys about scarface yeah well that, we really don't have any time for that <laughs> on the show um perhaps next week wink um tony can you make it happen let's do it colton can you uh can you let him know that we'd like to have him on the show next week Nah, only bob hannah's on I don't know. well bob hannah's bob on. Hannah ain't gonna be on so just forget <laughs> about it oh, wow and neither um, is your your 15 year old the high school sweetheart mechanic guy now because i'm now wait I'm why does it have to be 15 i don't know i was in and out on the story i heard something about 15 or something or, <laughs> i don't know now they've been friends for 15 i'm years. just teasing colton it's it's uh always <laughs> awesome having you on you're a good guest we really appreciate it and i'm all being sincere guys. really do colton you understand we're just having fun with you right no it's all good just get bob on all right okay well he's right they, back at you <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But Bob Hannah really doesn't like Tony. I don't know why. It started when he was young. If you're in the motorcycling <laughs> business, the sport of motorcycling, to have Bob Hannah hate on you, it's either really special for you or God, why? <laughs> you know, in broadcasting, it would be like, for me, having Walter Cronk- Cronkite think I did a crappy job. Almost to the S word. Oh my, maybe he does. We don't know. <laughs> Tom, you haven't gotten any direct Tom, feedback. Tom Brokaw said that I was. I'm a pretty. I'm pretty good at what I do, and I think he probably, uh, you know, would would agree with with Cronkite. At least I do. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Colton Haker. We'll send him to the pits. Uh, Mike Lang is coming up next out of Wisconsin. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. 
Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with the Pro Tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!